Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. I'm going to read the scripture passage um, a little bit, actually, right at the end. But if you'd like to get to it in your Bibles, um, it's going to be Proverbs 8. Um, and I'm going to skip around a little bit, but I'm going to start with verse 12. Last week, after strapping two kids into their car seats and filling the back of our car with lunch boxes and backpacks, <clears throat> I backed our car out of the driveway and then shifted into drive to orient ourselves toward the school. We were now facing south. <clears throat> and as I pulled up to the first stop sign and looked east to make sure we were clear to turn west, I noticed a little wash of pinkish orange on the horizon. My eyes were drawn to puffy waves in the sky. And I said to Beth, in just a few minutes time, we are going to see the most spectacular sunrise. During our short seven minute drive to the school, we watched as those clouds received their color. As we pulled into the parking lot, seatbelts were being shed as rapidly as they could, and doors flung open before the car was even fully stopped. There was beauty to be taken in. Some of you may have take, taken in the photo I took of that sunrise on Facebook or Instagram, along with the thousands upon thousands of others that were taken that morning. As the other teachers shuffled into the school with their own children in tow, they too stopped, fumbling with bags dangling from their wrists in search of their phones, tucked away in pockets and purses. <clears throat> and we stood there and said, wow. And can you believe that? And unreal. <clears throat> I thought about the fact that across the Portland-Vancouver metro area, there were thousands and thousands of people within their morning routine who were stopping and looking up at the sky and saying, wow. I, ima I imagined for a moment how amazing it would be if we could have turned down the volume of the ever-present hum of vehicles on the freeway and just heard these collective expressions of pure joy resonating throughout the city. I was thinking about the word delight this week. As I often do, I think about the structure and sound of a word. This one, without much effort, jumped out to me 
mostly because it contains a Quaker buzzword. The word light is right smack dab in there. Then I started playing around with the letters D and E at the beginning of the word and found myself saying de over and over again in my car. Soon the sound de started to sound more like duh. <clears throat> I instantly thought of both of my kids and the way the word the often comes out as duh. And a revelation rushed in. What if the word delight was a way that we, like a child fumbling with new words, said, with acknowledgement in our voices, delight. As in, look, there is delight. I'm recalling that moment when we were pulling into the parking school parking lot and shedding our seatbelts and opening doors to jump out before the car was even fully stopped. I think about the exuberance in that moment and craving to take something in, a moment where we shed all that restricts us, and sometimes even putting ourselves into a little bit of danger to run towards the light. I wonder if we can create that moment each and every day to seek out those things in our life that delight us and to make them real and permanent parts of our lives. Many of us who grew up in faith traditions that many of us grew up in faith, faith traditions that to, that told us and warned us that anything that made us feel good was likely something to be cautious of. Because things that feel good are often temptation towards sin. So those of you who might be hearing that voice ringing in your ears right now. We have been conditioned to distrust that which delights us because for some reason, evangelical faith leaders believe that only evil resides in delight we experience in our bodies. And that true delight in God or Jesus was being reserved for the afterlife. In these traditions, our life isn't about pleasure, it is about work. That is why we have the phrase Protestant work ethic that points to this theology. But I think this is part of the picture of why the Christian church is losing its relevancy. And the number of people filling church buildings on Sunday is dropping. Our commitments to our faith communities have long been solidified by a sense of duty and obligation. It is simply the work we put in to be in good favor with God and our fellow believers. That is not proving to be sustainable. And it certainly doesn't fit the picture of us throwing off the restraints to delight. I know that basically every message I have given from this podium here for the last year or so has been one in which I try to say something that I'm noticing about our community. I see this as both a space to listen and respond to what Spirit is telling me and hopefully what Spirit is trying to tell us. I want to see this community thrive, and I know that we are in a season of wondering and doubt and worry. 
I just hope messages like this one can give us something to chew on and talk about, but more importantly, to dream about. So I guess this is what I sense Spirit offering to us this morning. I am quite aware of the ways in which certain things about our life together are dysfunctional. And I can spend most of my week biting my fingernails about those things. I can also invest most of my mental energy and problem-solving strategies towards trying to address all of these things and help fix them. But what I often realize I am doing is failing to stop and take a look at the light. What is it about this place that delights me? What if I focus just as much of my problem-solving brain to my delight brain? And what if, actually, the two are connected? What if the solutions to our problems are within the realities of what delights us? How can, we, how can what makes this place beautiful and infectious to us be guideposts to the work we are called to do in the future? And what if listening for delight is a guidepost for listening to the voice of the inner teach inward teacher? This isn't burying our heads into the sand moment. I see it as a reorienting moment, taking in the full landscape and making strategic choices about our destination. I found these super interesting, I found the super interesting passage in Proverbs 8. Verse 12 starts out with this fascinating introduction. I'm using the message version here, and it says, I am Lady Wisdom, and I live next to sanity. <laughs> Knowing knowledge and discretion live just down the street. What follows are verses being spoken from the mouth of Lady Wisdom. I pick up here at verse 22. God sovereignly made me, the first, the basic, before he did anything else. I was brought into being a long time ago, well before earth got its start. I arrived on the scene before ocean, yes, even before springs and rivers and lakes. Before mountains were sculpted and hills took shape, I was already there, newborn. Long before God stretched out Earth's horizons and tended to the minute details of soil and weather and set sky firmly in place, I was there. When he mapped and gave borders to wild ocean, built the vast vault of heaven, and installed the fountains that fed ocean, when he drew a boundary for sea, posted a sign that said, no trespassing, and then staked out Earth's foundations, I was right there with him, making sure everything fit. Day after day, I was there with my joyful applause, always enjoying his company, delighted, with the world of things and creatures, happily celebrating the human family. 
Lady Wisdom and God the Creator were hanging out together. And day after day, I was there with my joyful applause, always enjoying his company, delighted with the world of things and creatures, happily celebrating the human family. I'm just imagining these two, God and Lady Wisdom, giggling and delighting in the creative process, cheering each other on, saying, do it again, and looking around and saying, wow, wow. We are in a creative process together right now as a community. And we are seeking out wisdom. They are hanging out together. And we will know it when we feel delight. Here's some queries. Where are you experiencing delight right now? If we are struggling to hear the voice of God, how might we look at the light and see what is God speaking to us there? How are you valuing or undervaluing that which delights you? How can it be a teacher? How can it be a creator? How can it be wisdom? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.